reignite your passion for God and for his work. Listen to Bishop Edwin Morgan Ogo, the resident pastor of the Lighthouse Chapel International Adenta Branch, as he comes your way on this podcast with the creative force of God's word. Bishop Ogo also pastors the Flaming Fire Service, a vibrant youth service filled with energetic young people who are ablaze for the Lord. He is also the evangelist of the Greater Love Roadshow, a unique outreach program that ministers the soul-saving love of Jesus Christ to a hurting world through music, dance, and the life-giving word of God. Now listen to Bishop Edwin Ogo. the ministry of our sister Maui Rami Oklu Hallelujah I believe God has been good to us this whole week with the fresh winds and we've been totally blessed because his mercies do endure so if you know this song you can sing along with me Voices of a million angels 
continuing to share with you about habits habits as part of the series I'm preaching on the life I now live Galatians chapter 2 verse 20 is the foundational text we have drawn this series from. Paul saying that he is crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, he lives. And he then begins to describe the life I now live. The life I now live. And this morning, it is still my passion to get you to appreciate the reality that this life you now live is not an add-on. It's not an add-on. It is a life. It is a life. It is not Something you have added to your old life. Like going to church on Sunday. You've added it to your old life. That is not the life I now live. The life I now live is a totally different life. 
Paul says in 2 Corinthians 5, 17, he said that old things have passed away. And he said, behold, all things have become new. Everything is now new. And this morning, I would like us to turn our Bibles to Mark chapter 5. Because of time, I would have loved to read the entire story. It is in Mark chapter 5 that you find the story. There were many powerful miracles here. Notably, the healing of the madman at the cemetery. Who lived at the cemetery. We call it the madman of Gadara. The town was called Gadara. And Jesus healed him. But I just want us to read three verses in this story. Which really um, describe how the story of the healing of the man ended. And I will use it to talk about the habits that I believe we need to have. And when he was come into the ship, in verse 18. He that had been possessed with the devil prayed him that he might be with him. How be it Jesus suffered him not but said unto him, Go home to thy friends and tell them how great things the Lord hath done for thee and hath had compassion on thee. And he departed and began to publish in Decapolis how great things Jesus had done for him. And all men did marvel. The word marvel It's a very interesting word. In ordinary English, when we use the word marvel, we want to portray a feeling of surprise. And shock. But that is not the main thought. That is not the main feeling the original Greek word used to use here 
meant. It, it, it's not that people were shocked at him or people were surprised at him. The original Greek word from which this word marvel was drawn, and the, the, and the English language has many limitations, you know. Um, that word means admire. To admire. To hold in admiration. Of course, the element of wonder and surprise cannot be totally taken away. But the main meaning, the main feeling this word, marvel, evokes is a feeling of admiration. It is unfortunate that Christians who give their lives to Christ are unable to see their relationship with God as a journey. A journey. That you are traveling on a journey. Christianity is a journey. Being born again and attending church is not a bus stop. It's not a terminal. It's not, it's not an event. It is a process. But many people live their Christian lives at the same place, at the same spot. They don't progress. They don't advance. It's a beautiful journey. Very beautiful journey. Unfortunately, many of us listening to me cannot, in all honesty, describe your Christian experience as a beautiful journey. Many of us are not enjoying the Christian life. We are enduring the Christian life. There are some of us here this morning who feel bothered. I mean, there is not even one drop of excitement or joy in you. This morning, as you sit here in this service, there may be a thousand and one reasons why you are here, but certainly not exhilaration and excitement and joy of the order of what David had in Psalm 122, that I was glad when the idea of going to church was suggested to me. Some of us here cannot say that you were glad. 
the one wearing the dark glasses, can you remove it? The lady wearing the dark glasses. It is too dark here to be wearing dark glasses. Unless you have a problem with your eyes, maybe some infection or you have been beaten and you are covering it. But if, it's, if there's no problem with your eyes, we can remove it. Just relax. It, it, the room is dark. I'm going to get more lights. We are having difficulty with the illumination here. I'm adding at least the first few bits. More lights. So when we add the lights, you can wear your dark glasses. Even the look on the faces. Some of you are just, you don't look happy to be here. And, 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 I, and I understand you. The feeling you have is a genuine feeling. If I were in your shoes, I'll feel the same way. I'll feel the same way. I mean, really, <laughs> apart from some praise and worship or a message which is said, really think about it. What are you getting from here? But David was excited. Now, one of the many reasons why David was excited was that he was genuinely and deeply in love with God. That's one of 17 reasons. He was genuinely and deeply in love with God because you cannot love God without loving God's house. Whenever those of you have fallen in love with people before, you realize that because of your feeling for the person, you suddenly had an interest in where the person was domiciled. You love the person's house. So even your lack of excitement in coming here is a revelation of the death of spirituality. An abysmal lack of spirituality. You don't have it. That's why I've taken the time to read the story of a madman, demon-possessed, who was healed. But I still need you to note, thank you, the word marvel. That all men, all men marveled. And I've tried to explain to you Thanazao, which means admire. To admire. That is what Jesus wants of you. That men would admire your spirit. Spirituality. Your classmates, your neighbors, your friends must admire you. That when they look at you, a, a, a born again Christian, they should admire. They, there should be something about you that should make them admire you. Now, that admiration does not come by just being with Jesus. That was the request the man made after he had been healed, which in itself was good. Because you remember the lepers who were healed, who didn't bother to come back to Jesus? Nine of them. Only one returned. 
And Jesus' question was, where are the nine? Where are they? So, it is expected of you that when someone has done such a... I mean, think of yourself sitting in church on Sunday morning. Yes, it's a miracle. It's a potent work of God. So, it is expected that out of gratitude, you would want to be with Jesus. But many of us, in trying to be with Jesus have stopped on our journey. And Jesus said, there is a better way to be with me. You know, there were members of this church I sent to pastor branches outside the church who are closer to me than people who sit in church every morning. By going out, they became closer to me. So Jesus said, don't be with me. Don't, don't, don't just hang around me. But rather, go home and serve me. And this morning, the subject I'm talking about as a habit is that you must have a, hab- have a habit of serving God. Serve God. Do something for God. Just do something. Get some video camera. Just serve me. Do something for me. Sing for me. Find something in the church and do it. That is how you become admired. That's how people will admire you. You remember that going to school hasn't earned you any admiration. Rather, you have earned nicknames for how badly you performed in school. You're not respected. I saw a lady at a wedding recently. A beautiful lady by all standards. And she was asked to say something. Her first, the first word was hallelujah. And as soon as she said hallelujah, my admiration for her dropped from 100 to 2. I'm telling you. And then it, it got worse when she began to speak. God wants people to admire you and not disdain you. Not mock you. But currently, your life represents an object of mockery. There's not much about you to be admired. That is, even if people know you at all. I mean, many of you, you are not known. Nobody knows you. 
just your family members. I have classmates. I, I did five years secondary school with them. I don't know them in the school. I, I, I don't remember that I sat in class with them. When you come to Jesus, his aim is to project you. He said, you are the light of the world. He wants you to shine. That is why he sent the young man, go out and do something. And we are not surprised that the man began to shine. You don't shine by just being with Jesus. You don't shine by just being with Jesus. He said, you are a city set on a hill which cannot be hid. Somebody, he has slept, he's about to fall down. Oh, I'm telling you, this guy. You see, there is no excitement. And he just represents some of you here. But I came to church this morning, Kai. (laughs) my expectations are a lot and I'm not the only one there are many here they 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 are doing something for God I want to urge you that there is no sitting down in the church There is no standing in the church. Sitting and standing are not a part of the life of anybody who has come to Christ. Acts 17, in him we live, in him we move. Do something. interestingly in a church like this there's so much to do so much but I'm not here this morning to advertise ministries in the church but I'm here to help you to develop a habit a habit that goes beyond attending church on Sunday do something You need to be admired. This was a madman. You are not mad yet. Have you slept in a cemetery? How many scars do you have? This man had scars. He would cut himself and bleed and scream. He was in chains. The phrases and words that are used to describe this man cannot be applied to many of you here, a madman, but ultimately he, he won the admiration of the all oh, men. There, there was not even one person who had, who had something negative to say about him. All oh, men admired him. Everyone. Everyone. 
Can you imagine a madman is now an object of admiration? Don't you think you are capable of doing better? But you will never enjoy this life when you make your Christian life a life of just attending church. A sister called me. It was her birthday. And a few of her, you know, the members in her bustle got together, got a cake for her to cut. A cake. And she was saying that in her life, she's never cut a cake before. And it matters that you cut a cake. It matters. You can't be an animal forever. Some of us are no different from animals. And that is exactly what Jesus wants to do. He wants to remove you from that life. This man was in the cemetery. He said, don't go back there. Go home and do something. A madman. You can imagine how he would even look like. Maybe he had to wear clothes that covered his entire body because of the scars. And obviously from the type of food he was eating, you can tell how it must have had an effect on his skin and because what you eat also shows in how you appear. Even the arrangement of your teeth. Yes. What you eat can influence how your teeth are arranged. How your bones are formed. You can imagine, perhaps, all forms of disfigurement. But his greatness was so much that it eclipsed his personal scars and handicaps. All men who saw him never saw scars, never saw anything. The only thing they saw was an anointed vessel of God doing something for God. And they wondered. That is the mind of Jesus. To reduce the level of, of disgrace and shame that is on you. Some of you, even this morning, it's a Sunday morning. When I look at you, you don't look respectful. Your appearance. Some of you look like I'm robbers. I'm not joking. And Jesus wants to change how you appear. My dear friend, ask, find something to do, serve God. I'm telling you, your marriage, your family, your job, your accommodation, all, there are people, today, there are people sitting here, where they slept, where they stayed, is directly related to the serving God they have done. You may not know. Some people have rented houses. A few have built houses. There are some here. Where the house they came from, they would never have stayed there if they were not serving God in the church. And they're not full-time pastors. 
born again, meeting Jesus cannot be the terminal, cannot be the end. Some of us who are in Basels, who just attend Basels, can become Basel shepherds. Do something. There are people like you who will listen to you, who will not listen to your shepherd. Yes. You can have your own community of disciples that you bring to church, that you pray for, that you read the Bible and seek wisdom from the Bible to counsel, to advise, and to guide for the kingdom of God. Do something! It is not the will of God that you should end as a church goer. It's not the will of God. Because there are differences among his children. Yes. His children. Malachi 3, 17. Look at 17. Malachi 3, 17. They shall be mine. They shall be mine. All of us belong to God. The carnal Christian, the spiritual Christian, the one who serves, what everyone, they shall be mine. All of us are God's children. But you can be, a, I was working in Laboni years ago. Laboni Estates. I lived there with my uncle. I had come from Takradi on holidays. And I met a guy. Eventually, I got to know he was on drugs. He begged me for money. And I do not remember how I got to interact with him or to have a chat with him. I asked him where he stayed. I don't know. Because my auntie had sent me and we're in the same area. Laboni. I was shocked when he told me the name of his father. One of the most prominent men in Ghana. We are, Ghana has had presidents, prime ministers, all kinds of ministers, MPs. This man towers above them. One of the most prominent men in Ghana. His son. I, I, I said, you are lying. <laughs> so, let's go home. I knew the man's somebody, somebody related to the man. I don't want to give details of the story. And I was watching whether he would take me to that man's house. He went there, entered the house, and returned with a dog. And he smiled. As soon as he smiled, I saw the face of his sister. I said, it's true. We had a long chat. He was the son of a nobleman, but he had become a beggar. Not all children of a nobleman end up in nobility. Not all children of God end up becoming 
a source of envy and admiration. It is the Father's will that everybody, he said, they, all of them are mine. I will pay their school fee. He lived in the house. Now I know him better. I know him now. Genuinely a son. He said, in that day, when I make up my jewels, I will spare them. As a man spareth his own son that serveth him. Verse 18, watch it. Watch it, next verse. Then shall ye return and descend between the righteous and the wicked. These are the two big ones. And then among the righteous, between him that serveth God and him that serveth him not. The one playing the keyboard can never end up the, the same way as the one who sits in church and doesn't want to lift a finger. Your life is reduced. When you return, everybody here can do something for God. Today in this service, I want to urge you. You are depriving yourself of blessings. (laughs) Sitting in church is not all that God can do for you. Listen to me carefully. Attending church on Sunday morning cannot draw the maximum you can get from God. Exodus 23, 25. Beautiful. And ye shall serve the Lord your God. And he shall bless and thy water and I makalabosha I will take sickness sickness healing you are not getting much from God by just sitting in church do something it's not enough to have bread. Last Sunday in a church, there were two girls. They bought jollof. They were so sick. I don't want to continue the story. It's not enough to have jollof. Having the power to buy jollof is not enough. That jollof must be blessed by God. Having power to buy bread and to buy water and to buy a car. The car must be blessed because that car can kill you. God wants more from you than attending church. Attending church. 
That's all I came to say to you. That's it. The, the habit I want to urge all of us to have is the habit of serving God. Serve God. Everybody in this service should have someone you bring to church. You don't need to be called reverend or pastor. When God sees, do you know that God sees it when you convert someone, when you lead someone? But the Bible says that there is rejoicing in heaven. There is joy in heaven about one sinner that repents. And if there is excitement in heaven, they would want to know who generated that excitement. Yes. You need to be known in heaven. Jesus said, John 10 said, I know the Father and the Father knows me. I'm saying everyone here, without being called a shepherd, without being called a pastor, you could have your own group of people you, you bring to church. Drunkards have their group. We, yes, we smokers have their group. So I was glad when they, David was in a group. He was called to church. My sister, you can have people, five people, seven people. It's like you exist in the church because you see, First Peter two is it nine talks about is it is it is it, is it ye are lively stones. Five. Ye also, as lively stones, this is old English, living stones, are built up a spiritual house. The same way this house has been built, roofed. It's a physical house. But there is also a spiritual house. And as you can tell, can you please stand up? You can tell that it is an uncompleted house. Can you see? Only foundation, columns, and lintel. No gable, no trusses. The entire back needs to be built with stones. <laughs> Lively stones. Ye also as living. So the church has two types of stones. Non-living stones and living stones. And Psalm 102, 12, is it? Talks about the blessing of favor and mercy that comes upon those who take pleasure in the stones. Ask your neighbor, do you take pleasure in the stones? I mean, do you have any interest in the stones? Oh, ask the person again. He said, for the time to favor her. 
not last year. The time to favor her has come. Yea, the set time for the Lord will have mercy upon Zion. Verse 13 of Psalm 102. Thou shall arise and have mercy upon Zion. For the time to favor her, may this year be your time of favor. We have got one month to the end of the year. Mighty things can happen to you before the year ends. Favor. Thou shall arise. Today, I'm asking you to arise. As God is arising. He will arise and have mercy. For the time to favor her has come. Now, how do you determine that many of you need favor? That's why he said there will be a difference. We, we cannot be the same. It can't be that I'll be the same as a brother who has been in the church for this long and is not doing, is not serving God the way I'm serving God. It cannot be. The rewards can never be the same. One had five talents. One had two talents. One had one talent. The one with five, the one with two, were all told, well done, good and faithful servant. So you may even think the one who had five talents and the one who had two talents all had the same reward. But you just have to go a little deeper into the text and discover that the one who had five talents was the one who was giving the extra one that came. We cannot be the same. I cannot generate five. You generate two and we'll be the same. Your labor is not in vain in the Lord. To transliterate it, it means that you will be rewarded according to your degree of labor. What are you talking about? You are missing a lot by sitting in church on Sunday morning. This was not how it was supposed to be. Somebody asked Jesus about divorce and marriage. And his first response was that in the beginning, it was not so. Even the question you are asking is a wrong question. The premise on which you are founding your question is not right. Because in the beginning, it's not even how marriage was. This is not how working with God is. That's not how it is. Are you excited? That's not how it's supposed to be. It should be more exciting than this. There is favor awaiting God's servants. He said, you will have mercy upon Zion. For the time to favor Zion has come. Yea, the set time is come. And how do you know the time of favor and the time of mercy? The next verse. When you begin to take pleasure in her stones. 
Gabandalababa. For thy servants take pleasure in her stones. They are excited that on Sunday I'm coming with blocks to build a church. The picture we are seeing here this morning is a result of a few zonal leaders. This is a building. No matter how uncompleted it is, it's a building. And there are people here who contributed blocks. And I'm saying that you don't need to take yourself out. Serve him. Be interested in the stones. And also to favor the dust, that is the sand. Anything that is used to build the temple, you must show excitement in it. And it will draw favor and mercy into your life. Ladies and gentlemen, today, I came to encourage you to develop a habit of serving God. Just like smoking and fornication and all the things habit. You learn it. Learn the art of bringing people to church. Not for the pastor to pastor them. That you yourself will be a pastor. That you are, you are going to be a custodian of five stones. Six stones. Two stones. Twelve stones. The more stones you have, the more mercy and the more favor you enjoy. This is not how it was supposed to be. Sitting in church is not how it is. There's something far bigger than this. Kabaya reketusa zamande krebosa shandele mada kaba. God bless you, pastors. Your reward is we can't be the same. You, you, and this man can't be the same. What are you talking about? It's not even. When you go to God to pray, he is likely not to mind you. Even though both of you are praying for a wife. <laughs> he is likely not to mind you. When you've done nothing for his house, he doesn't have respect for you. The Jewish elders convinced Jesus. He said, what the prayer this man is praying is Important that you answer because he has built us a synagogue. And did Jesus answer? <laughs> he was about not to mind him till he, rem- the, he was reminded by the Jewish elder that this man is involved in the building of the synagogue immediately. Kadababayas. You are depriving yourself of a certain life. And that life is not for me. As I'm putting to you, I'm generating my own life. They marvel every day when they see me with a microphone. For how long will you look like an animal? For how long will you look like an armed robber? For how long will you look like somebody who must be just swept off with the wave of a hand? 
a time comes when, when they see you, they must stop and acknowledge that a human being is standing here. And some of you, you will begin to. I, I know people now who want to serve God because the marriage they expected didn't work that way. I've had texts, my phone, people who want to serve God. Yeah. She has discovered that her son can easily be a homosexual. So she wants to do They know it. They know that when you do something for God, it inures your benefit. They know it. That you gain. That it's not for you. Whatever you are doing, you will get something from it. What? But they will not. Until life pressures them. I'm not under pressure. I'm not by the grace. I'm not, I'm not at, preaching at gunpoint. But some of you, you will bring a soul one day at gunpoint. Yeah, the gun of your problems, enter with the soul now. Nonsense. I am not, God bless you. Your problems, your issues, you still think about the stones. You take pleasure in the stones. He will have mercy on you. He will favor you. And I urge you also, develop the habit. Start it. If I, even next week, Sunday, we can decide that we are all bringing our soul. We are calling it Salvation Sunday, next week, Sunday. Salvation Sunday. That you, you will talk to a friend Talk to a soul And bring the soul to church to be with you Salvation Sunday And then the following Sunday will be Baptism Sunday yeah. We will baptize them in the Holy Ghost And take them for baptism Is it possible? But that's all I can do You can have your personal Salvation Sunday yeah. Have my personal day I fast every week I don't have don't let that church for like we had fresh winds. We're fasting. I've gone beyond that type of life. I've days and day. Oh, yes. You are waiting for church to declare a fast. You will go down. Satan will pummel you. So we are having salvation Sunday next week. It's a general thing, and, and I know there's excitement. We'll get it, but beyond next week Sunday, you yourself must have your own personal. Because you are not doing it for no pastor, for no shepherd. It's God. If you're in the choir, you can bring a soul next Sunday. The time to favor her has come. We've been waiting for it. The time for a man to say, "I love you." I want to marry you. Should come. Has somebody proposed to you? You've gone to wear some secondhand wig. I don't know what type of wig it is. But the day will come. Eh? You can catch your hair, Sakura. But a man will say, Honey, baby. Honey, baby. Baby girl. I'm falling, baby. Glory to God. Suddenly realize that. It's not by a second-hand wig you are wearing. It's not by hairstyle. But whether you are Sakura, if God says that man should marry you, he will marry you. The time to favor her has come. 
may your time come. May your time come. The day you step into an interview with the worst qualification, may you be the one to be selected because the time to be favored has come. When the favor comes, it doesn't matter whether you have a PhD, my God. Remember where David was and they brought him to be the king of Israel. When man doesn't like you and God likes you, they will not sit down until you arrive. The time. The time. The time. Next week will be the time. The time. Whether you are a zonal leader, you are a basin minister, the time is next week. The time to favor her has come. And I'm saying that don't wait again for the next Salvation Sunday on your own. Because the true saying is if it had not been for the Lord who was on our side, it's not if it had not been for the pastor. I'm not important in a certain sense. It's God. Even next week, some of you may travel. But on your own. You see, I wasn't there last week. I'm, I'm having my own salvation Sunday today. Whether the pastor knows about it or not. I'm not doing it unto man. I'm doing it unto God. But next week, is a celebratory inaugurate, uh, inaugurating of the, of the international uh, salvation Sunday. It will be your turn next week. The time to favor her. You realize that you won't need to wear dark glasses in a place which is dark because you have more sense than wearing dark glasses. The time to favor her. It was not meant to be like this. Sitting in church on Sunday is not Christianity. I don't know how to say it. You are depriving yourself of the true blessing. It's like somebody who has been allowed into a banquet to eat rice and stew and is sitting there eating feces. will arise and have mercy on Zion. Kabaya, Shembreko, Zanikatus, Lembrimadisa, Shabada. You can change the color of your destiny by serving God. Yes, you can change it. And I pray that next week will be the beginning of miracles. The beginning. I don't know when again I will have salvation Sunday in this church. But on your own, you can have your own. And when God sees it, that through you, excitement was generated. I said, bring stones. Can you imagine I'm building, I go to my site, and I see a pile of 2,000 cement blocks. And I, I, who brought it? Mr. Amponsa Mesa. What? I would just lift my hand and throw it in the sky and bless him. If an evil man like me will bless someone who brings cement blocks to my side, how much more God? Stand to your feet and keep clapping.
until you have your own community it's not about basel shepherd what on your own have people you 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 disciple in god and that will mark the set time of your favor lift your two hands and ask god to help you to join us next week for salvation sunday Send a soul my way, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And let it go beyond next Sunday, Lord. Nakusa Kaya Kabada. We should be able to fill this hall with stones in just one Sunday. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Thank you. Makutaba. Shabadaba. Every eye closed and every head bowed. If you are here today and you are not born again, only say, Pastor, please pray for me. I want to give my life to Christ. If you are here like that, I want to be born again. Just lift your right hand. I want to pray for you as we close. Yes, just lift it high. High. You want to surrender to Jesus. Lift your hand high. High. I can't see it. Let it go high. I see it now. I see it now. I want to be born again. Pastor, pray for me. I want to be born again. If your hand is up, come to me here. Come. Let me pray with you. Kabada. Kabada basata. Rima baba baba. Yes. Oh, don't worry. Just come. Don't worry. Sorry. Please remove any bats or whatever is lying there. Oh, it's a fan. Just God bless. Come, let's pray. It's the best decision you've taken. Yes. Come down here and face me. Ten. Face me. God bless you, mommy. God bless you. Lift your two hands. And say after me, Heavenly Father, I'm sorry for my sins. Today, I come to you to receive you as my Lord and personal Savior. Please wash my sins. Please cleanse me. Please have mercy on me. Today, I declare that I am born again. I'm not going back. I'm a child of God. Thank you, Lord, for my great salvation. This is my church. I will stay here. I will grow here and be blessed here. In Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We believe that you have been truly blessed. You can send a mail to Bishop Edwin Ogo at bishopedwinogo at gmail.com. Introduce this podcast to a friend, keep listening, and keep living passionately for God.